such a hater. <laughs> All right, guys, hi, we're back. This is two girls, we're on one mic. This is our show. Yes. What episodes are we up to? Season two, ep, you know, I don't know. What ep. episodes? We are, we, this is, we're calling this the, 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 the black episode, okay? <laughs> we're going to get black. We're going to get black, real we get black. black every time we speak, oh, to know. be fair. So this is the, the black, black we, episode. Right? That's what we do. That's this what is we the do. black, because I'm black, because I'm black, because I'm black, because I'm black. <laughs> I'm, you know, our Twitter bio says that, two unapologetically black women. Yeah. So you know what you're gearing up for when you listen to us. So thanks for being here. What are we talking about today, love? All right, so today we are... Oh, first of all, I nearly forgot. Can we just give a um, RIP to actor and comedian John Witherspoon? He passed away mm. at age 77. If you don't know who he is, then you weren't raised right because my man was in every, you know historically funny black comedy like mm. he was in house party he was in boomerang he was in friday played mm. um, opposite ice cube as his as his dad mm. like had the best quotables i like, ever obviously he voiced got a coordinate. yeah got a coordinate. <laughs> got a coordinate. you know all of that so rest in peace john with a with a spoon thank you for all the laughs man i'm gonna go home and watch all of your movies, including Boondocks, which I'm really excited for if they, um, they decide bring to it bring it back. Mm. Yeah, but only, I hope they bring it back with the original writer, um, Aaron Magruder, mm. who's hilarious. Like, he was the one behind, you know, the now infamous R. Kelly um episode I don't know oh, if you right. ever watched that yeah no, so I've seen clips on it on, it's off, so funny off, literally everything that's in that episode it's like it predicted everything that's currently happening to yeah. R. Kelly right about now so mm. yeah so if he comes on board I'm definitely down for that so yeah you know what's really funny I had a conversation with my friend about R. Kelly just today yeah I just you know and I I I, I won't say accuse because that wasn't actually the t we don't talk like that with each other. I wasn't accusing him, but I was saying to mm. him that you are committing major bouts of mental gymnastics to explain or to justify why you still think, you know, R. Kelly's a bop. R. Kelly's not a bop anymore. Oh, was that he was that done. what your friend was saying? Yeah, we're done out here with R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was over. We don't care for that man. No. You know he's written like over like he's written Ellie. A thousand songs. I don't care, Lord. That's it's not mad. even. That's that. All of that's apart from the ones that no, I, other I'm saying that to say performed. He's been allowed time, space, and opportunity to write those songs and stay within an industry that's literally helped him to to be the monster. He's a monster, as far as I'm concerned. That he mm. is. That's mad. Yes, it's mad. But yeah. again, it goes back to people doing the same thing perhaps mm, mental gymnastics of just ignoring shit of ignoring it justifying it saying mm. that oh but you know he's just you know he's just writing for me or whatever it is mm. but i'm like i'm saying to my friend i'm like we, we can't like if you're against child abuse which yeah. you no doubt are and um you know a predilection for underage girls like you just got it's just got to be over mm. you just can't like I don't see that and he's like oh no but you know when I hear the songs I don't think of that I said no but you should think mm. of that because that's, that's what he was thinking of no, but when even he wrote outside them. of that because then he was saying oh. you know there aren't there are some songs that aren't 
you know, sexual, because I actually made the point about the sexual ones. If you know that that's his sexual predilection, mm. how can you be jamming along to your body's calling? Like, what? You Like, what do you think he's talking about? Mm. Doesn't that, like, occur to you? And then he was like, yeah, but no, some of the, um, some of the songs aren't about sex and he was right you know some of them about you know love <laughs> i can be joy, i believe i can fly like that that kind of stuff but then he and then i said yeah but it's not you know you have to just think of the person that's it you've mm. got to think of the person and then he started bringing up michael jackson and i was like you see that can't no. be it that can't be the answer to it. Oh, he yeah. said, oh, have you got the same energy for Michael Jackson? Am I going mad? Was Michael Jackson not acquitted or not? No, but the thing is, R. Kelly was acquitted, arguably. Oh, yeah, this is true. But the point is that Michael there's Jackson... There's a whole videotape as well. There's a whole videotape, but Michael Jackson, mm. to me, when I hear things like... You know, and the, if, truth, if truth be told, mm. I do get shaky about Michael Jackson, mm. but because then I hear things about... You know, he was investigated by the FBI for two years. Mm. They didn't come up with anything. This is a whole Federal Bureau of Investigation. Mm. Yeah, in they're America. not just going to let certain things slide just because. Right. And the 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 um, the making the allegation and the recanting of some of those um, complainants and then these ones who got major facts and things. Well, it's so to me. Mm. You know, if I have to even apply a legal standard to it or whatever, even just my own just thoughts on it. No, I it's don't. Not I don't yeah, it's yeah. not. I'm not. But with R. Kelly, before these cases happened, mm. it was a, it was a thing. Mm, mm. And you just you if you if you want to do the research on it, which is what I said to my friend, you just haven't done the reading mm. on it. If you want to do the reading yeah. on it, it's there. Mm. People have been writing about this. And I said, you know what made it? really real to me i just remember like reading um on posts on facebook like you might have um like there's some writers that i follow and then they have like large followings of like you know um black americans mm. largely if they are black american and so subjects will come up and i've always found those threads you know you don't go just barging in and putting your own point of view because it's them they know yeah. it. it's like their communities and whatever and I've always found those threads enlightening on all different subjects. But one of the things that I remember is people from Chicago who will be saying... Yeah, he used to come to our school in his car, like, hanging around with, like, teenage girls. This ain't new. Like, we all, in yeah. our community, we all know that that man is a mm. pedo. He's after young girls, always has been. So when I read that, I'm like, <laughs> say no more. <laughs> All right, he's you been out I mean? in these streets. He's been out in yeah. these streets. And so. it's really funny. Imagine like you as an African-American male who is back, whose back is up against the wall just for being, you know, African-American and all the rest of it. You get accused of one of the most heinous crimes ever. You manage to get off rather than thinking to yourself, you know what, that was a close call. Let me just calm yeah, myself down. Out for me. Yeah, you still continue doing what you're doing and mm. you've been doing it for about... 30 years so it just amazes me when people try to defend him and that like yeah because the man is out here trying to get him like no no no, no. like he's been doing it for ages now like like he's been actually been getting away with it so i don't understand why you think that he hasn't been given a blight he was given the biggest blight when they said he's been acquitted even though there's video evidence to show 
that was the girl. Yeah, he at that time I really did think, oh, he's he's going to jail. You know, it's a black guy. There's a video. There's um, evidence from from um, you know witness from eyewitness statements and all the rest of it. You would think that mm. that case is you know wrap wrap it up in the bow, mm. fling it in the sea. It's done. Nah, he got away. So you know, common sense would say to most people, let me try and keep my head down and like behave but now mm. he kept doing it and now we're in a situation now where he's probably going to end up in jail again but yet people are still defending him why it's mad but anyway let's mm. move on from r kelly if, you know he's going to get his apparently next year so that's going to go to trial then i think in may of 2020 um but yeah so It'll let's be interesting though isn't it, it will be i'm actually looking because there's more tapes i'm like oh my god not mm. more not looking forward to seeing the tapes, but no, kind of just hearing yeah. the information. I'm going to try and follow it quite closely actually. and see what they've got. So I'm interested between <laughs> the two lawyers because you know there's a bit of a war of words between the two of Is them. It? I didn't know. Yeah, one of the lawyers, I think the one that's trying to prosecute R. Kelly, apparently he's already mixed up in some big scandal to do with Nike. Um, I think, was he trying to like something to do with fraud? Really? And, yeah. Michael Gosh. Abernetti, that's his name. And then R. Kelly's lawyer is called Stephen Greenberg. Mm. Like he he really don't give a shit, boy. He's like out here calling every girl who's come forward a liar and blah, blah, blah. Like mm. it's like watching um what's the name of that show? LA Law. Mm. <laughs> like the American lawyers really go like they go ham, right? They go ham. Mm. Like they really use the media mm. to um to really push mm. their agenda. They know how powerful that is. And yep. they, they're allowed to use are there, are there parameters like over in this think... country when you know a high high profile case? Oh gets yeah, you up can't on. say things that are gonna um jeopardize the case yeah. or be against I mean, you know, against um yeah, things that will generally jeopardise the case. There are things that you might have uh, a bar on talking about if young people are involved and things like that. Mm. But certainly you, what you don't find is what happens um, here. So, for example, when you look at um, what happened there, rather, when you look at the um, Rolf Harris case, yeah, that's like he, he was like high profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't get any like you don't you don't get law, yeah stuff. you don't get lawyers coming out on the steps of, <laughs> of Southern Crown Court like <laughs> like you don't you, you don't do all of that you're not out here commenting on the case while the case is going on. I'm watching them ads. like I need to ask Cheryl about this because yeah, these two are like really going at it like that. yeah and your hairline this it's like a proper like yeah. war of words like I'm gonna uh, there's more all of that more, um, no, decorum wow. about it and there are rules and regulations about <laughs> you know how, how do you if you were like practicing law in the states mm. how do you think you would fear because you obviously you know we were discussing off air like she was like boy the thing is gangbanging i like to do something i feel like yeah i actually feel like i would be um quite good i i like the reserve of um our our system and how yeah. we conduct how i feel like it's more professional counsel. like keep it mm. to what it's about here do you know yeah, what I mean yeah when you're going on TV and yeah. you're cussing out my man and yeah. his suit and his hairline and yeah, his it's, whatever it's, it's demeaning like, isn't it what's this about yeah it's entertaining for us like yeah, watching but it just, but... I feel like it would bring the um the legal system into disrepute in yeah, a sense it's mad but I feel like also when I see um like I haven't I would love to actually sit through a long criminal mm. trial 
in the US. Mm-mm. And I know different states have different um, regulations and all that sort of stuff. But just like some of the stuff that we hear kind of thing, I would like to be able to do that, to do a kind of compare and contrast exercise yeah. of, you know, this, and then you be able to say, oh, well, if this was in the UK, so and so and so. But honestly, sometimes when I see um, lawyers in cases, real cases that have been televised, like, and I'll give you the examples that immediately come to mind. Um, the um, Oscar Pistorius case. Yeah. And the um, Amber Geiger case, but where the prosecution were addressing the jury afterwards um, in relation to sentence. I didn't, I just didn't think, I didn't think the lawyers were that good. I didn't think their, their advocacy. I watched a lot of the Amber Geiger stuff because it was being broadcast um, on YouTube. I just found it so that, so one news station was broadcasting a lot of it. And I just found it on YouTube. So I used to tune in whenever. But I didn't find, I, I haven't found when I see um, other lawyers on TV in other jurisdictions, I haven't found them persuasive. I haven't liked the way they, um, I haven't liked the way that they, um, I haven't liked the way that they sort of structure their, I, I'm a little bit anal like that. Yeah. I'm Like you heard me talking to one of my mentees about stuff that she's written. Mm. This is like, she's on draft <laughs> seven of something I'm like you need to be further than that yeah yeah, we need to go through it this is how it needs to be um I yeah I haven't liked have like critically analyzing it as a lawyer Mm. I haven't sort of been impressed by it I'm never hearing like like sometimes I hear advocacy like I love being in court observing other lawyers yeah so I mean I've always done that I've you know I've tell people I used to do it when I was young when they opened a magistrate's court I used to tell my friends let's go to the magistrate's court in in the holidays we sit in the public gallery um and I they thought it was interesting because I was like yeah yeah, we can go there we can work court cases um and you know we were young teens and stuff and like even when I qualified when I was doing when I'd begun practicing so I was on my feet so to speak when I finished at court, I would go into other courts to watch other lawyers, especially if I was in the Crown Court. Yeah. And I'd want to see, like, I'd be like, oh, let me see what looks interesting. I'd watch them because I love advocacy. I love good advocacy. And even now, when I see good advocacy in court, <laughs> I love it. Sure, I'll stop. Get the chips as I get on. Right? I'll stop. If I hear somebody, like, sometimes if it's just a hearings day so there's sentences going on this going on that going yeah. on you know i'll i'll stop if i hear something it sounds good yeah i'm stopping you'll stop me and you'll you know you'll catch me like listening and thinking oh yeah that was a good turn of phrase oh, i like that structure oh that was effective you know and and then when i'm on my feet and i'm doing that that's what i'm always aiming for i'm always aiming for you know good structure clarity like persuasiveness obviously all of us are so yeah I love that stuff but I haven't seen I have to be honest with you I haven't watched any kind of like um overseas lawyers in these particular cases and felt like oh that was so amazing maybe um I remember some of the sound bites from Johnny Cochran representing um OJ. OJ Simpson trial, yeah. Yeah, so some of that was 
some of that was definitely affected because it sticks. don't fit. Yeah. You have to acquit. Yeah. So that <laughs> stuff like that. But that's that's effective. Yeah, that, it works. It's, like, it's a bit of a show that you guys have to put on though. Like you have to really paint the picture. Mm. I mean, you have to be great storytellers mm. in kind of like, you know, because everybody needs to get the idea. Like mm-hmm. you literally, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to paint a perfect picture. Otherwise, you know, people are quite simple. They won't get it unless you, unless you really like break it down mm-hmm. and are clear. Definitely. So I guess that means as well, you probably have to develop your own style of um, storytelling, yep. essentially. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. But anyway, let us move on. If the glove don't fit. You <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, let's move on to. Um, oh God, I can't believe we're bringing this woman up. Woman up, but um, Katie Hopkins. She was trending mm. um, maybe about a week and a half ago, and she was trending once again for just being her usual vile self. But this mm-hmm. time, she decided to outdo herself and don a, 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 a wig and impersonate. Um, Meghan Markle, the Princess of Sussex, is that right? Meghan, Me- Me- Duchess, Duchess, yeah, Duchess Meghan of Su- Me- Meghan Sussex. Windsor, yeah. So, um, she was mimicking her because um, uh, Meghan and Prince Harry they um, did a doc- documentary um, very recently in which they um, were filmed touring um, certain parts of Africa, and within that documentary, she was asked about her experience you know, from being Meghan Markle, the actress, to Meghan Markle, the royal. And she just made it clear that, you know, she found it quite stressful and difficult at times, especially because of all, you know, the press, the press um, attraction and the way that they're kind of, you know, Mm. trying to write about her, which to my mind is hugely and highly racist. Mm. Um, or has colonial undertones. Yeah, we'll get to that in, in a sec. So yes, oh, that is going to be my shady corner. Mm. Um, yeah, so basically she, um, Katie Hopkins, Hopkins decided to parody Megan mm. and people saw this and they went off on her. Mm. Now they went off on her telling her about herself, telling her that she, you know, she needs to work on her looks and that she's ugly. And there were lots mm. of memes like comparing her age to somebody like, you know, Fluella Benjamin or Gabrielle Union or women that look, you know, typically quite young for their age. So you also had other people who were saying that, you know, if you want to critique Katie for her racism and homophobia and everything else that she's got a problem with, then that's fine. But what we can't do as a people, as a forward thinking people is actually, you know, criticize her for the way that she looks. Mm. So some people are like, nah, if that, she's always coming for people's looks and, you know, just being generally nasty. So their idea is like, well, you should fight fire with fire. Whereas the other groups are like, no, you should attack her for her opinions. So mm. I kind of wanted to discuss, is it all like, fair if you like in love and war when somebody who is notoriously known for not really giving a damn about anyone's feelings why should we consider katie when she's like being like this with other people and Mm. with the nation as well as well Mm, mm, mm. (coughs) the the interesting thing is excuse me sometimes i see (coughs) excuse me Mm. sometimes i see um 
exactly the phenomena that you're talking about. And mm. sometimes I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, get it. <laughs> <laughs> like you just want them to just be dragged. Yeah. But then sometimes you're right. There are sometimes there are things and it's like, there's so many, I don't know. I could give you so many of my different, <coughs> my different personal inner and outer responses to things like that. So sometimes you see someone like Katie Hopkins and then you see the what she said and you think, just don't even give her mm, oxygen mm. because even your wrath and attention and, you know, your tweets to her, just giving her oxygen. Yeah, that's what she wants. Yeah, don't mm. feed trolls. Like literally, I, 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 I often wish that people who are just trolling just, and you see it sometimes in, you know, popular pages on Instagram in their comment sections, mm. you'll see that people will come in and they're definitely trolling. Like if it's a post of something to do with race, someone will come in and say something that's so offensive. Mm. You know, they have to be trolling. And then people still go for them and you're just mm. like, you know if you you know if everyone just knew that the rule was Yeah, yeah. Give them crickets, <laughs> tumbleweeds. <laughs> they're gonna just die a death. Mm. Can it's you true. just imagine yeah. that, that radio silence? Mm. They've typed this and they think, mm, yeah, this is going to really get under people's skin. Oh, I can't wait. Mm. And then nobody even says... Bats an eyelid, <laughs> yeah. They it's will hard. die. Yeah, I understand. Some things are really... Like, with her, she just... Ugh. But I understand where certain people, why so, certain people would respond because some of the things that she says is just so triggering. It's like, all right, let's just... I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say, mm, 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 but mm. I fully understand where you're where you're coming from with that. I also understand. I just understand it both ways. So with 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 her in particular, I'm just like, whatever people decide to do, just let them do it. I don't think it's right for people to be like, let's just critique her on her blah blah blah. Mm. If you want to do that, then then that's fine. Mm. Um, but if other people feel so strongly about it that they want to tell her about herself, I think maybe just let them mm, mm, mm. do you know what I mean and then so actually yeah I, I do I, yeah. Exact, I do know what you mean and then also though there's another school of thought which is if you are going to come for her then you should probably come for her on the subject at hand mm. or else it's mm. How how different are you to her? Uh, yeah. If you're saying, oh, look, you, you, you know, you look like a horse, you look this, you look that. How different is that to... Well, well actually, it's very different for some of the things that she says. Mm. It's very different. Let me make that clear, actually, while I'm not asking that question. Self-check. <laughs> yeah, no, because she's, she's, you know, she's disgusting. But do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it's, it's still as counterproductive. It's not really getting to the nub of yeah, the problem that yeah. is Katie Hopkins. I was thinking, you know, they, people like to quote the Michelle Obama quote, when they go low, we go high. Not every day, yeah, though. Not every day. Sometimes, nah, today I'm not, I'm not going to be doing that. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So that yeah. was my first one. Like, sometimes you just want it. You, you're happy to see yeah. the, the dragon. Sometimes I'm like, don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. Exactly. Because what, what I will also say to people who, who are very much like, let's just critique her on her actual, you know, thought process or whatever, is that you do understand this as a woman who 
has literally dragged the entire nation for just being who they are. Like she's got a problem with people who name their children after geographical places, even though as Philip Schofield rightly said, her child is called India. Let's forget about that. She has also talked about people who have extramarital affairs, but yet there's a whole picture of you out in the field having sex with somebody who was married at the time. Like there's all of these things. And yes, it doesn't really stop her from doing what she's doing. But at the same time, I don't feel bad for for people bringing it up. I really don't. But it's not necessarily about feeling bad. I think the point more that I'm trying to make is in this particular Mm. like response um, thing that we're talking about is where does it get you if you're not if you're just gonna do that 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 okay we're, we're gonna say yeah you're ugly you're ugly you're ugly but where does it get you but then that's why I'm coming there are so many um different levels of it because then somebody may say well what's the point in going mm. um into the issue with her because she's spouting ignorance Mm-mm-mm. so it's not everyday arguing yeah, with a fool. Yeah, yeah. Also, somebody was like, um, they were saying, oh, you know, it's really bad for you to talk about a woman's looks. And so so they, their argument isn't the point that you shouldn't be, you should be critiquing her and the things that she says. Their thing is that it's really offensive to say to a woman that she's ugly. But that's the point of the dragon. Yeah. I mean, we're it's past that now. Like, yeah, we so get it. Like, hang on a minute. But just, Oh, why can't I say that? I mean, I know, but we've just gone around in a big... We've got past that. Of yeah. course, we, we know it's offensive. That's why they're using it. Mm. They're trying to be offensive because they find her offensive. Mm. So what we're saying is, there's no point in thinking of the degrees of offence. Oh, yeah, she's ugly. Oh, that's really offensive. It's the point of we're saying is, the, I guess the question that we're asking is, should you be aiming just to personally offend or should you critique the actual mm. argument or some people might say, what's the point in critiquing the argument? She because ain't listen anyway. she's not, <laughs> right? She's not going to listen. She's a, and that's probably why and people are like, let me tell this bitch what she actually looks like. Because even if I was to counter her actual argument about her comments towards Megan being highly racist, she doesn't see it as being racist. Thank I feel like she's one of them people who feels like it's only racist if, say, for instance, it, I was a crazy white man with a with a white pointy hood on with two holes cut out in it and i was running around some black um uh black family's um garden burning a, a cross on the front lawn somewhere mm. that's racist anything outside of that isn't do you know what i mean like she's she's not aware of micro regret maybe she's aware no, of that i have views but, on this. Um, i think these people are aware to be honest yeah hugely so things like that like <laughs> they don't consider racist only consider it when it's like blatantly obvious like you have to be wearing a swastika you have to be um and I noticed as well if you're kind of middle class or upper class and you're a racist white white person I think they think that only working class white people can be racist do you see what I mean Mm. does that make sense I think they think that they're above it all yeah they're above it all um it's like has to be blatantly, obviously racist, like, you know, hugely racist language, calling anyone by like racial expletives, blah, blah, blah. Anything outside of that? No, it's mm. just not. Because of that. Right. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I see that phenomena because I think they they know that there are levels to it. The more mm. thing, the most, the main thing that I see are people who have a willful, um, willful ignorance about what exactly constitutes racism and what doesn't mm. constitute racism, like you said. Um, but yeah, so I I mean I don't know. Sometimes it, I think there are varying arguments for how to tackle, um, you know, people like. Katie Hopkins, who often re- revel in their own, you know, notoriety, mm, so in their own infamy, in how much shock value they have. So sometimes you don't know, it, do, should you burn them with the flames of a good dragon? Or do you sort of extinguish them by not giving them any oxygen? Or do you try to tackle their viewpoints head on? One of the things I was going to say about the... Um, you know, just responding almost like in kind and just like, you know, um, being insulting towards her is that unfortunately you then give, because it's not just Katie Hopkins Mm. you have to think about. Katie Hopkins has got thousands of followers. She may even have, I haven't visited her page, but she may even have hundreds of thousands of followers. She may have millions of followers. Like I literally don't know. But the point is, she's got followers. She's got people who support her. Yeah. So if now, and I don't know if this should be a consideration, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. But when she says X and then people come for her neck and then you just see the whole timeline is you're ugly, you're a bitch, you're this, you're that. Her supporters will just look and see Oh, they're being mean to Katie. Right. Just, and then it rallies she them. Have an opinion. It's it, her opinion. Like, I right? understand. So it rallies them as well. Yeah. But then again, like, I think each of these, all of these scenarios that I'm bringing up have flip sides because then I would say, well, then, you know, maybe if people were more um, critical and deconstruction of what she said and breaking down the idiocy and the fallacy of what she says, and that were detailed on the timeline. Her supporters might read it and actually yeah. learn something. But then you start getting back to the point. But I, I don't have that emotional labor for you mm. that I should have to yeah. deconstruct so that you can learn. I've not got time for that. I just want to call a man yeah. a bitch and go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Also, well, they don't necessarily want to learn from you anyway. Because yeah. they've got their... Their viewpoint. Preconceived views about. And they want to feel comfortable within that viewpoint because they just feel like, oh, our country's being changed. It's not (laughs) fair. They're taking everything from us. Immigration, Brexit. (laughs) And they just come out with the same nonsense. No, you're right. Great. Well, you're ugly. That's all I got for you. So, and uh, yeah, I think for someone like Katie Hopkins, I think if I had to choose all the responses, I think it would be just radio silence. Because <laughs> that would, after a while, if nobody's mm. being shocked by it, if no, no, not that we're not being shocked, but if we're not being audibly shocked by it, if we're not responding to it, she, what's she going to be doing? Like, literally, if people mm. were just like, you know, when a child is screaming, having a tantrum, you don't even, you know, even sometimes if you go to pet them, they'll even get worse. Yeah, you just like, you just kind of like look at them or you just right. be like, all right, let me go this way. <laughs> and suddenly they remember they're not oh, even right. crying for mm. anything. Then they just stop. Maybe it could, it, sh- it should be something like that. I think she that's act like a petulant child. Though. Yeah, I think that's the response I would prefer. Mm. Just silence. Mm. All right, that's enough of Katie Hopkins. That's all the airtime we're going to give you. 
Um, all right, let's move on to a show that I watched um, recently, which was a two-part series, and it is called Who Are You Calling Fat? So the premise of the show was to kind of feature, there was maybe up to about seven people who were hugely overweight, and the the show was focused on each of those individuals and to showcase, you know, basically their experience of being larger people living in this society. Mm. So everybody, every individual person within this show had a different opinion on 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 their body and on being overweight and on society as a whole and how they're treated by society. So we had Okay, this one, I watched it again today. That's why I'm rubbing my head. And I was so exasperated by a lot of the things that I saw. Mm. So we have this one lady called Victoria who says she's about body positivity. Mm. And she, like, she's an extreme body positivity person, meaning that if you, you, if you are overweight, you can you're that you can only be a part of the body positivity movement if you're overweight um she doesn't believe that people should like lose any weight if you're fat you're fat and you should just pretty much stay like that and just enjoy your body there's nothing wrong with it how do they, get, they get fat why should this that is, mean because if you if you if you look at the logic of that mm. if you're fat you're fat but when is the point because then there was a point maybe when they weren't fat why aren't you saying to them stay that way mm. well, why this, if they've gone is... up why can't they come? i'm not saying yeah, that they yeah, should yeah, or yeah. shouldn't but i'm just like why have you come to that conclusion mm. if you're fat you're fat why should they stay there mm. why can't they maybe somebody was like eight stone before right mm. And then they crept up, maybe then then they went to 12 stone. Mm. And then they went to 16 stone. Mm. Then she meets them. She's like, oh no, if you're mm. fat, you're fat. Mm. Well, what if you met them at 12? You mm. won't be saying that. So mm. why are you telling them they should stay there? <laughs> this is, this I is don't get thing. it. This is, this is just the logic that she's putting out there. She's somebody that actually, she makes money. Like her online business mm. is to basically take on clients who are overweight and mm. to kind of coach them through being a fat positive or body positive person. That is her thing. And then you had kind of like middle of the road people who believed in body positivity, but they still wanted to hear kind of like the science behind the dangers of being heavily overweight. Mm. And then you had the other set of people who were at the other end of the spectrum who just did not like living in a, a larger body. They didn't like anything about being fat. I wanted to change, but... They just didn't know how to do it. And they spent That's like me. many years trying to do it. So they put all of these people in a house. <laughs> That's me. I'm <laughs> holding my belly fat now. That's me. <laughs> all of these people in the house mm-hmm. as like kind of a social experiments so they can discuss amongst themselves. It their experiences so interesting. It was really interesting. So... I have to give them, let me give a big shout out to the woman that was in there called Babs. I just, you know, you just fall in love with someone. First of all, Babs, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you actually get to the place that you need, that you want to get to. Because when you're first introduced to Babs, you can see from her face that she looks in her eyes. She just looks really sad, like a proper, I am not happy with my life. I'm not happy with Why myself. Is she, is she overweight? They're all overweight. Oh, all right, of yes. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just wanted to change. So she had very extreme low self-esteem, very bad self, mm. um, low self-esteem. And she was just saying that, you know, I do not like my body. Mm. I want to change it. But I've been doing so many things. And she was really open and honest about the way that she felt, mm. about the things that she does in order as to why she is 
the size that she is. Mm. She was open and honest about her background as well, which we later found out in the second part that when she was 17, she fell pregnant, fell pregnant for a black man and she had a baby. She was made to give up her baby and she was, so she fell into a really like deep depression. Is she black? No, she's white. Okay. So it was like back in the, I think in the 70s, early 70s, early 80s. She was made to give away her baby and I think she, ever since then she's just struggled with depression and obviously dealing with that and she so, never reconciled with that she never f- no oh, no gosh. so she um so for her so for her what I learned from her is that because you know a lot of people can really like get on at people who are overweight like just get control of yourself blah 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 so I understand why a lot of people who are overweight say look you can't just walk up to people and say you've got no self-control you don't know why they've ended up the size that she she is so mm. You know, in Babs case, she was, this is somebody who kind of internalized everything yeah. and was just eating to kind of like oh. keep herself, you know, yeah. in an emotional level playing field. Cause you know, she just, this is what she, and she actually showed what she eat. She said she would eat, you know, like those family size packs of Snickers, Snicker bars, like four of them, Mr. Though. Kipling cakes, like like a box. Those are, bo- those are just sugar. Yeah. Sugar a packet lumps. of Pringles. And like and just a whole bunch of like family size stuff. Then she said what she oh would do gosh. is take the packet, fold it up as small as possible. Don't get, touch it at the packet. No, no, no. Get sellotape and, and wrap it round so it's nice and tight and small. And then she can throw it in the bin. And because it's all small rather than a big packet, you don't know the person living with her or people who are around her don't know that she's literally finished several packets of family size. Oh, confectionery so this is this is the pattern she said i would do this about three times a week what yeah so that was one of her kind of like eating patterns and stuff yeah. like that so i i i it really like affected me in the sense that she's in the house with this flipping lunatic victoria who i'll get on with at the get on to in a minute in a minute and i was just thinking to myself i don't think for somebody like bab she should be around the likes of victoria because victoria is so body positivity to the point where she doesn't like labels. Oh, is Victoria the one that says, oh, you're fat, just Yeah, she doesn't like the word obese, but yet she has made up her own fat scale ometer, if you like. So she wasn't one of, she was one of, maybe one of the smaller, bigger people in the house. So she will class herself as a a small fat person. And then the, you know, um, another lady say Sarah is like a medium fat person. And then that person's a fat, fat person. And this person, <laughs> and she had all of these like, and so this How convenient other, that she's this a girl small was fat. looking at her like, hold on a minute. You're somebody here that came to the house saying that you don't like labels. You don't like the word obese. Yeah, we're you've sm- literally yeah, we're created fat, fat. <laughs> your own like scale of um, fatness, which mm. I find really offensive. Like mm. you're calling me this whatever it is because I'm bigger than you oh no it's not because of that it's because you know me as a smaller fat person I won't um face as much um um oppression as you so I don't fall into your category I fall into this and I was really funny because I was watching it with my mum today this is my mum Mecca Galang she just thinks she's nicer than that one over there and I think that's what it was about is very much she was very much ego driven mm. and very much me 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 and wanted to be the center of attention in everything mm. to the point where she did this social experiment yeah so the experiment was I've heard a lot about social experiments yeah. recently B- right people need to put down their experiments and just <laughs> 
chill out. Because this is a I bag will, of let me, let me just nonsense. pause you. Let me just pause you. I will never ever forget. <laughs> no, Cheryl. No, no, because I like him now. I like him now. I like him. I like him. I like him. But my experiment worked. Was a <laughs> Was a shambles. Oh my god! It was an absolute shambles. Oh, no, you know, black women. You know, you're the easiest target. So I just thought I'd make you. <laughs> People, we've got to stop doing experiments. You got to stop. You got to listen. A lot of you don't even know what the word means. You don't, like... you don't. You don't have an aim. You don't have a method. You don't have a result, and you don't have a conclusion. Nothing. So just... don't pretend to us. <laughs> I did GCSE science. <laughs> Aim, method, diagram, result, conclusion. All of this crap. Is you haven't stone. started off with a name. <laughs> there was no methodology. You can't describe Nothing. to me so your can sample. We, can we see your stats? Like, what, okay, what's the, what's the, anyway. So yeah, so this idiot went and decided she's going to do this social experiment. So she invited the people of the house to join her. Mm-hmm. She said, what I'm going to do is we're going to go into town. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna wear bikinis or swimsuits. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stand in the high street. We're gonna wear oh, blindfolds, and we're gonna invite people to draw on us or write little notes of affirmations on us. So, I'm, who said they're gonna write affirming words? Do right. you tell them that's what they have to write? Yeah, we because you know we want to promote body positivity. We want by to, having someone scrawling messages yeah. in. On your body yeah. whilst you wear swimming costume on and high a road. blindfold on the high street. Oh, come on, get out. So she <laughs> did it. This other lady, I can't remember her name, but she had blue hair. And then another, and then Babs, she did it as well. At first, Babs, she burst into tears when she was, you know, when they, she said she was going to do this. And she said, I don't understand why anyone would do this to themselves. And she was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to join in. I'm, I'm just going to see. So they went to the high street dressed in their bikinis and then they stood there and then they allowed people to just draw little hearts on them and write words on them and blah, blah, blah. And I was looking, I was thinking, this is so stupid. And it's stupid because Victoria's adamant that, you know, if you're fat, you're supposed to be fat and I love myself and blah, blah, blah. If you love yourself so much and if you're about body positivity so much, why do you need the validation of complete strangers to draw on you, to Mm. tell you that you're beautiful and you're this and you're that? Mm. This doesn't make any sense. And also as well, I felt that Babs being the, the in the state that she is kind of in right now, she her. shouldn't have done that experiment because what if somebody, some arsehole, had written came up to her and written negative. something really horrible and negative on her body? Yeah. She takes off her blindfold and there it is on her arm, whatever nasty, vile message they wanted to write. Then what? Yeah. Then what? So what are we what are we asking or considering about this? So I'm think and this is and like and I as you guys know I'm a personal trainer. Mm. And one of my things that I've been really conscious of is not trying to align myself too much with the body positive positivity movement because mm. what I've noticed is what do, what define that first the body positivity but this is movement. it I can't define it because it's right. got so many definitions mm. which is why I'm like I'm not I'm not jumping I'm not gonna use that phrase yeah because I don't know what it is because according to Victoria unless you're heavily overweight you're not part of it anyway so you right. can't you so it's join in. she's using it as the preserve of people who are maybe overweight to say we are body positive in the sense that we are self-affirming. We like ourselves yes. like this. We don't care what people say about yeah, our weight. Right. Much. So there's that school of thought. Yeah. And then 
there's another, there's, uh, there's just so many different variables to it. And there's a lot of things that I don't agree with, which is, which is coming to my next point of the program. Mm. They had um, another guy on there who's just pretty much um, developed um, type two diabetes because of his weight. Mm. He managed to get it under control because he lost a bit of weight. So his thing is like doing it the old fashioned way, diet and exercise. And then he brought in a friend of his who had, really bad diabetes Mm. to the point where he lost a limb Mm. and three of his toes on his other foot. And the reason this guy said basically developed the the disease and he didn't really take it seriously. He Mm. wasn't taking his meds properly. Hence why he lost, lost his limbs. So what angered me about Victoria is that everybody took the time and effort to kind of sit there and support her experiment and Mm. listen to her point of view. When the guy was, basically speaking about his experience and everything. She's like, you know what? I just think I'm going to go and I'm going to leave. <laughs> you don't really want to kick someone in their face. Like, and she was sitting there like rolling her eyes and everything, just not engaged not nice. with the man at all, being really, really rude. Mm. And I just thought, if I was in the house with this, me and her, the cussing I would have given that girl, she would have, oh my God, retreated. Mm. She's like, I'm going to leave because I was being really mean to me. And I'm like, if you've got your opinion, you've got your opinion, but the very least, the very least you can do is yeah. actually listen to what this man is be, is is saying. Yeah. But you know when, as I said, I watched it with my mum. My mum is the best commentator on earth. And she just said, you know what it is? She doesn't have anything to um, tarnish or rubbish what this man is actually saying. Because his whole thing was like, I haven't come here to frighten you. I'm just saying that I am the worst case scenario. And you guys are at higher risk of getting the type two diabetes or ending up like me. Mm. So you, if you want, you can do something about it. You can make sure you're doing X, Y, and Z so you don't end up like me. Mm. He wasn't saying that you're definitely going to get diabetes if you mm. don't do as I do. He's just saying, I'm a precautionary tell. So what, what, do with that bringing as you it want. back to, you were saying about you not prescribing to that hashtag or yeah. that phrase yeah positivity. sorry I've lost my train of thought so basically I've I've found that a lot of people who are about the pos- body positivity movement are very much like Victoria mm. and their thing is and I do know that the whole body positivity thing was actually created by black women who were overweight who wanted mm. to just be like you know what I'm I love myself. Mm. I love my body. Like I don't need anyone to validate me. I'm enough, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Which actually I'm cool with, which kind of made me laugh when Victoria was like, no, it's only for fat people only. Uh, I would be like, well, if I wanted to take that logic, I could say that you aren't involved in the body positivity movement because you're created by black women and you're not black. Mm. So you need to get off out of there. Mm. You've hijacked a movement that once again, doesn't even belong to you number one Mm. but my thing about body positivity is that I feel like it should be inclusive of everybody Mm. especially as women I'm somebody who at my heaviest I was like 18 stone I can't even imagine that for me I've had people telling me oh you would look so much better if you lost a bit of weight oh my god you shouldn't be that big. I've had all of that. Mm. And then when I started to lose the weight, I then got, then got, oh, don't lose too much. You don't want to look like this. You don't want to look skinny. You don't want to look like that. And then when I went to compete and I was adding muscle, oh, now you're going to look like a man. So I've literally been on the entire scale mm. of how, of, 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 
of body size and mass, if you like. Mm. And I just think as women, our bodies go up and down throughout an entire lifestyle, mm. life lifespan. So my thing is body positivity is being positive about whichever stage your body is at. Mm. And I think it should be inclusive for everyone. And I do really get irritated when, you know, women are like, oh no, it's only for, for people who are overweight. No, women, I think it's, it should be for women who to just love their bodies and love it the, the way that it is. Because I can tell you right now, there's a woman out there that's hugely overweight that is literally tearing her body down into pieces. Equally, there's another woman out there who is probably really thin. And right now we've got this whole thing about a woman's body needs to be curvy, small waist with a big bum, and she's tearing strips of her own body and it just goes across the board. Mm. So for you to be like, oh yeah, we should all be positive about our bodies, but you're not, you're not included in it. But at the same time, you want support from other people mm. to say it's okay I just think this is a bit of a madness mm. so what are we saying here are we all in this all together do you want the support or no what mm. is it what is it that you want but I don't do you like think, it um do you think just fashioning a question out of it do you think that um society makes it easier for easy for women to love their bodies no at all mm. like I, I can speak as I said I spoke speak from personal experience like I had to go through a lot of mental gymnastics to be like fuck you lot mm. um, I was Chris at 18 stone mm. I was Chris at 10 stone you 18 stone I was Chris at all the all the stones that I've ever been in my life and it I took me a little while to get you there being 18 stone. I was heavily I think because I was tall as well I was able to get away with a lot of a lot of my weight, but I was hugely. Yeah, actually, when you're tall, you can sort of hugely can... overweight. But um, okay. yeah, and also as well, the 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 other point as well is body positivity is great, but also health is like to me it is paramount. Mm. Now, when I was 18 stone, I was a hell of a lot younger. Mm. I was like probably in my teens, probably like 17, 18, maybe 19 wow. years old, and. Um, if I was that weight now, the, the struggle of my life would be astronomical. Like I was really strong back then, like physically, like I did a lot of sports, but mm. I was just eating way too much and I was eating crap as well. Mm. And I had to get, my mum had to help me get that under control. Mm. So when people talk about, oh no, I'm not gonna, yeah. You talk about, you know, it's not just fat people that get um, diabetes. It's not just, you know, people that are overweight that get this and get that. No, it's not. But you're just at a higher risk. And I think that's the word that's being missed. You're at a higher risk. Mm. I know if I stayed the weight that I was at that point in my life mm. now, uh, I think my bloody thing, my chart would be all over the place. Mm. I know that. I just There's just no way. Because mm. even now... At the smaller weight that I am at now, I'm like 40, 41, 42 in the next couple of months. Mm. There's just no way. Like I have to like I'll go to the doctors more just for like basic stuff. So if, if I have that added added excess weight on me, that's going to make it that much worse. I don't understand how people don't see that. <laughs> Listen, I put on a good little bit of weight. Every <laughs> Should my, I read? my knee was aching. <laughs> but yeah, all of that. Like <laughs> even knee? now, like... Wait, I've only put on half a stone. Sure, I'm having Aching. to strap up my knees sometimes when I'm working out. Like, I'm like, is, am I, is this me? Honestly. And it might be for the rest of my life if I like working out, which I do. Yeah. I'm going to have to strap them up. Do you take up. glucosamine? 
glucosamine. Con- Listen, if I jump <laughs> up and down now, you'll heal the vitamins in my body. Shaking. That's how much tablets I take. So I understand as well why a lot of body positive people kind of ignore kind of health risk and health kind of like they just want to be happy it's not even that i think that you know you have such a hard time when you're growing up especially if you're a child or a teenager and you're overweight and you're constantly being bombarded with you fat you this you the 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 fat 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 all the time i was skinny can i just simply interrupt here yeah i was skinny when i was um growing up and then people (laughs) used to use Look, <laughs> I just caught myself, yeah. Because let me tell you what I'm not trying to do. Mm. I'm not trying to be like, you know, when somebody talks about um, colorism and then one one light-skinned beige babe will come in and be like, yeah, but I was bullied too. Oh, yeah, all of Sit that. Sit this one out, yeah? No, no, no. But I'm just saying, let, so let me just qualify what I'm saying. But I'm not saying that. I am just trying to add to the discussion that... <laughs> well, why? What about me? It's definitely not that. But when I was young, right, I was skinny. The only thing that I would say yeah. is that, you know, you're right about these the things that people say because, yeah. you know, you don't realise, yeah, people use really... Um, negative words to describe um, youngish people's bodies. Mm. You know, when you, if you meet somebody and she's like in their teens and she's over, you shouldn't be calling that person fat anyway mm. because that word fat has got such a negative connotation to yeah. it that those sorts of things can, you know, s- mentally and psychologically harm that and I really feel that strongly especially when it comes to like young women like obviously I didn't I, didn't, I, I was slim I cared mm. I cared because you know I was like yeah, why? But you're young you would care you're at that stage where your looks mean probably everything to you yeah but the main thing that I used to notice was because my mum used to just say oh they're just jealous they want to be slim like you mm. but the main thing I used to notice is that people would use to me, I felt like extreme words to describe it. So they wouldn't really just be like, oh, you're so slim. My f- actually, m- m- friends, real friends words, if they were asked to describe me, what, you know, why would your friends even be describing you? It was never really that. But then you meet people like, oh, yeah, she's so, she's so maga. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's, oh, she's practically anorexic. Oh, you need to put some weight, weight on. on. Yeah. So it's mad that you're... <laughs> now referencing that because now it's making me think back it's like yeah I like honestly it didn't really kind of touch me because Mm. you know I was just me but when I'm thinking about it now one thing that I did used to remember and then it used to make me wonder oh actually I think my mum's right yeah because they're not actually saying it in a um in a pleasant kind of way it's like a fake pleasant kind of way when you're describing me like that, why are you even describing me like that? What is the point mm. of you commenting on my particular body shape and size? Mm. Do you but see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Madness. Like, so obviously you were slim when you were younger. If you were overweight, it would have been the same thing, but this time the words would have been about you being overweight mm. or, you know, 
oh, Cheryl's arms are really long mm. or her legs are really short or mm. this. But, and that's what I mean. And that's why I'm like, body positivity for me needs to be inclusive of, of everyone, particularly women, because the way that our bodies are always picked and prodded at, it doesn't matter what size you are. Someone is always going to have something to say, mm. say about you. Um, uh, and body positivity to me means that like, my body is like, it's like a machine. Like mm. I love the fact that it's strong and I can do certain things with it. Mm. So it's less to do with the way that it looks and more to do with the fact that it is as functional as mm, hell mm, and I've mm. built it I've literally built it up to be able to do some incredible things mm. that's a positive body to me mm. and what you're saying is is that if your body has an excess amount of fat on it that's body positivity like I, I can't join your little clique because I don't have an excessive amount of fat on my body, which is not good for you. Mm. And that's the science behind it. And you guys are like out there trying to ignore that fat. And I don't understand why mm. it's almost like, cause she was like saying to someone in the show that, um, Oh no, you know, just, just stay the way that you are. You know, you're, you're fine. Like just eat what you want. And she, he was explaining to her that if I eat anymore, I've already been told by the doctors, like I'm at risk of like literally dying. Like, you know, I'm that much down the, you know, down the scale. And I just thought if somebody was like anorexic, you want to turn around and say to them, you look fine the way you are, darling, you know, carry on not eating, you know, it's great. Mm. Why would you do that? Yeah. She was just like, wasn't prepared to listen to any of the science behind any of the research that any of these like, you know, like Cancer Research UK or the NHS had done. Or she was just like, no. And it's not no in the sense that I have something that's also scientific that can rubbish your scientific. It was just like, no. no. And she was just pissing me off. And I'm mm -hmm. like, someone like you, you're dangerous because you're actually charging people to give, um, for you to give them advice. What the hell are you advising you on? So nah. just, yeah. So no. like, if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. I mean, I, I went onto Twitter um, during the show and she was being dragged to high heaven. It was just mm. like, this woman is dangerous. She needs to just, I just feel like she's somebody who had a, such a hard time when she was growing up. Cause she says she, she grew up quite, obviously grew up big. And I think, you know, sometimes when people internalize that to the point where they're just like, anything you say now, I'm going to be like a child and like, no, 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 I can't hear you. It doesn't matter anymore. Da, da, da. That mm. is what she was like. Just a frigging arsehole. So sorry, Victoria, you and your business can do one. So yeah, if you get to watch it, it's on BBC Two. Um, it's a two part series called Who You Calling Fat? Um, you'll have to download it on um, iPlayer. It BBC iPlayer now because it's mm. finished, finished yesterday. So we're just going to wrap up. We need to talk about Grenfell. Um, as you know, um, oh, you may not know actually, um, they have been... Um, They've released the first part of the report. Yeah, there's a report out on the whole um, Grenfell um, Tower disaster that happened. How many years ago now? Is it five? No. How can Grenfell be five years ago? How many years ago? It's two three. maximum, two, three maximum. Why have I got five here? Sorry, my notes are terrible. We're it's in 2019. Good. All right, listen, it's it's 10.30. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Anyway. 
Yeah, so anyway, so the report came out just today. Mm. I think they've done the first part of the report today. And I think next week they're going to do a second part of the report. But the first part of the report here was next week. No, next week they're going into the second phase of the inquiry. inquiry. Right, okay. So they've just finished kind of um, wrapping up with the firefighters and how they handled the whole case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they... Um, I'm sorry, I'm sure I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they um, more or less are saying that the firefighters are largely responsible for the deaths of um, the Grenfell residents, which I, I don't know why they're still saying it's, it's 72. I don't know where that number came from, but it's another discussion for another day. But um, yeah, so the report is literally blaming them for the policy that they had where they told the residents to stay in their houses Mm. until they came to rescue them. Um, I'm actually disgusted about the whole whole thing because what I feel like they're doing is trying to pass the buck when there are people who are probably largely more responsible than the firefighters itself. Where I think the chief firefighter I didn't write her name down. Where I think she messed up is when she was questioned about it. She said she doesn't regret anything and would do it, basically would do the same thing all over again. Mm. As you can imagine, the residents weren't too happy um, Mm. with that. Um, Yeah, I just think what a mess. This is just a disaster from beginning. But what are we talking about? So I'm talking about, we want to talk about basically the whole yeah um about sorry guys we want to talk about whether or not we think that the people who are actually responsible for for this whole disaster will actually be called into account whether Mm. or not you know we will get the day where they actually say that yeah we are responsible for this or can we just see this being yet another case where you know the the, the kind of the smaller pawns within this mm. will get you know the majority of the blame mm. of this this whole disaster like, yeah i think that's this that's a valid question and i think people have real and genuine concerns about it because this um phase of the report i'm, I'm not i don't know if people were expecting that um, these conclusions would be drawn in relation to the firefighters. And I say that because um, unless, I, and, you know, obviously we don't know all all the evidence that's been heard mm, within the inquiry yet, unless so. you've been, you know, following it day by day. But the narrative within the media, at least, has been, I think, largely supportive of the firefighters and um, referencing them as heroes of the night. Um, Because, of course, they went in and doing their duty and fought that fire Mm. as as, as best they could. But that's the problem. It's that as best they could um, that has perhaps let them down because I think the issue that's come out of the um, report is that their training was seriously deficient Mm. and I think when they move into the second phase of the report which 
I think we spoke about it off mic earlier and you were saying that that's when they're going to look at the issue of like the cladding, cladding the yeah. materials, building regulations. How, what were these regulations? How was this allowed to have occurred that we're using flammable product on people's homes? In such a way, not just, it's not just going to be the cladding, it's going to be everything. It's going to be, you know, the one staircase in in such a big, ta mm. you know, everything, no... What do you call those sprinkler systems? All of that really has to be looked at to mm. see how it was that all of those things combined and created an absolute like tragedy, an mm. unthinkable tragedy. Um, but I think what once you marry together what I presume will be the conclusions of that second phase, um, I'm hoping that we can just move past all this blame shifting mm -hmm. because to be honest, it shouldn't, it just shouldn't, you know, that all of those factors should not have been in place. And I think what it shows us and it continues to show us is that, oh yeah, we put our faith or some people put their faith in, you know, government and leadership and all the rest of it. But to be honest with you, they're just, they're, they're, messing up to such a degree now that it's 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 wild out there when you think about it i understand what they're saying about you know the fire people and their stay put policy because that just that whole thing i don't know if i would have mm. I, I just don't know if i would have um i don't know if i could have stuck to it for the amount of time that I heard that some people were in their yeah, flats yeah. on the phone to <laughs> emergency services and they're just saying, stay there, stay there. They're saying stay there at a time when there was, when apparently the stairwells were clear, clear of smoke. Stay there. You've now stayed there and stayed there mm. till you're there. Mm -mm. Till now you're perished, you're there. Well, I mean, whose fault is that? They shouldn't, the fire shouldn't have been able to spread in the way it did. did yeah. But then what is this about this stay there policy? Mm -hmm. Didn't they have one fire in, in, in South London? Yeah. Was it before um, yes. Grenfell? Yeah, it was in Camberwell. And didn't they, didn't somebody yeah, die? I think nine people died in, in that particular. And didn't they have cause to question again that stay yeah. put policy? Mm. So why is it being, after that Camberwell fire, what mm. happened? What did what did LFB what did mm. they do? Mm. Did they go away and think about if there's another mass fire like this, should that be our policy? God, the fear on those people when I think about it, it just makes me feel ill. It does, right? Yeah, it does. So, and 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 I think with due with due um, reference to that fear and these feelings and the the anger that I can even feel bubbling up inside of me now, it's like everyone should just be really holding their hands up. Because mm -hmm. yeah, it just seems like a big cock up across the board. I across know, the board. I know they were like, oh, you know, we're going to discuss the, the cladding next. Next, I just think all this discussion is like, what are, you, what are you discussing really and truly? And how, you know what? When you think about it, how long does it take to mm. discuss cladding? Shabida was mm. cladding. <laughs> Let's take it to Nigeria. Shabida was cladding. Eh? <laughs> Shabida, you people knew that it was uh, 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 um, flammable. Mm. Uh -huh. We mm. knew. 
then why would you put it on people's homes? Yeah. Um, not, wait, just homes up and down the country. Like, yeah. it wasn't just on that one tower block. There's mm. up and we down. We even come to that. Yeah, why would you put it on and people's homes? And have they been taken down since, so, so since now, Grenfell? So now, next step, we've, you've seen what's happened to Grenfell. So presumably you've taken them down. Oh, no, we haven't. What are we do? How long are you got? You guys gonna be sitting there mm. picking over mm, this, that? Mm, it was this person. It was central government. Oh no, it was local government should have been watching that. The mm. residents themselves, mm. they had a group. Mm. I remember hearing yeah. this. They had a group, and they were concerned about safety issues mm. in those flats. Mm. Ignored. There's um. I don't know if you. Were on my page recently, my Twitter page. I retweeted, um, you know, Victoria Derbyshire. She had um, one of her shows recently where a resident of another council block of flats was talking to a councilman about the state of that particular block in which there were like obviously mouse droppings, mice running around in there, um, cockroaches, the problems with the, the plumbing and the water and stuff like that. And this man had the barefaced cheat to more or less sit there and tell this woman, oh, it's a council property. You know, you should have known beforehand when you moved in there. Like, Sitting there like Victoria's looking at the man like known what that it was gonna have that that it was that potentially it could have had these issues because it's a council property. So really and truly, what he was actually saying to us that you should feel grateful that we've actually given you a property anyway. And the woman is like sitting there like I shouldn't have to live in a place that is you know overrun with mice and rats and you know our children shouldn't be at risk from asthma because the place can't hold any heat because the central heating is broken blah 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 honestly if you watch it show us about 10 minutes of this man literally telling her the woman should be grateful and this is somebody who, who i can't remember the name of the council mm. um is it in london yes but what 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 it kind of kind of illustrated to me was that this is the the attitude that a lot of councils up and down the country have about people who live in council properties yeah. it's a lot because victoria you get what like, you're given and you should be yeah grateful. pretty much victoria Derbyshire actually asked the man like would you live in if you like didn't have it would you live in a place like that oh well you know it's not really about me no <laughs> i'm like is this man all yeah, right I'm not one of you sitting there looking sweaty as you like looking at this woman telling her more or less telling her, so what, what's the problem? Mm. And this is this is what we're dealing with. So you're doing all of these inquiries with people who probably sit on, sit on the boards of whatever, who look just like this man, has the same attitude and really can give a shit. So if we do have another great touch to, wood... It's starting to smell of that. ...that we don't, I really pray that we don't, it would be because of men just like that man right mm. there. It is starting to smell of... The we point give a is, shit. we yeah. don't give a shit. And all this inquiry, to be honest with you, it just is starting to feel like hoopla. Mm. What is it that you're even talking about there? <laughs> oh, Guinea. <laughs> Literally, what is it that you're talking about there for so long? I liked, actually, I liked, because I said to you, oh, it's even a shame that even this part is just coming up now. But you know, no, it's true. They started off, because I remember when they opened this inquiry, they mm. let each person and... Um, each victim's family members speak and talk about their loved and lost one. Mm. And 
One man you know, that lost was six members of his family, you know. Oh, it was terrible, but it was impactful and we need we need to hear it. Mm. And but those are the that's what we just need to keep our eye on. All this old London Fire Brigade actually, you know, fair enough. Now we've heard, mm. you know, you guys the training, you were let down by your own training. Mm. So your own system. Doesn't it's not work, you yeah. as individuals. Mm. Obviously, people are, are acting within a system. Mm. Yeah. Just anyway, roll on next week. Because like I said, the cladding investigation is going to be very interesting because that's where all the money probably is. Mm. To me, it's always about money is, is the bottom line. It's like who's going to be mostly affected by this mm. in terms of the person that owns the big bucks. Let's talk about something brighter to end off. Okay, anyway. let's end with Shady Corner versus You Are The Light. Anybody? You want to put in Shady Corner? Any experimental people? <laughs> all, all, yeah, you're right. All you people that are do, out here doing social experiments with no basis, with no aim, with no methods. You certainly didn't do any diagrams. Allow it. You had no results. No receipts. No receipts. No pun intended. Big pun intended. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Shady corner. You know, so who are we going to put in the light? Who am I going to put in the light? Um, <laughs> receipt holders. No, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's put... What are the receipts girls' names? Um, I saw them out the other day at um, White City House. They were getting down, man. Oh. A whole load of energy. was I, good, though. Their names are... I know Tully, there's Tolly T. Ghana's Finest. And... Oh, what's her name? She can... Is it not Michaela? I don't know. It begins with an M though. I'm really sorry. I'm not. I mean, <laughs> I can't remember your name, babe. I don't like not remembering names. It bugs I don't me. think I ever knew it. So, but big up no, all of you, big, man. Yeah, yeah. Big own, up all yeah. of you lot. Even if we Heard don't you remember your, your names, TV it's show, not even so thing. Congratulations to you. It's not shade. Yeah. We're just saying. We love We're y'all. Old, man. We don't remember shit. So. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We love y'all. We love that energy. Was it them that we were, when we were at um, Black Magic that time, they were giving yeah, us we light taking, and angles? Yeah, they were giving us lighting and angles and we were like taking um, pictures, you know. Yeah, we love that energy. So we like, Keep we, it up, girls. we look good, so. <laughs> Keep it up. Sharon and I don't get out much, so if you see Boy. us. Grab a I don't know about you, yeah. but my social life's Oy. popping right now. Mm. But anyway, so All they right. are in the thing. They are definitely three receipts, ladies, mm. in the light. Who else are we putting in the light? Um, oh, I had someone to mind, but I, for now, I, it's gone. Uh, you were going to say um, Wretch. Oh, Wretch 3-2 needs to go in the light. Yeah. His um, current album... Um, is it a palm reflection? I can't even remember now. That's what you just said. Our memories are fading. Um, actually, literally been rinsing it out as well. Mm. Really good album, I think. Um, I won't do the comparative comment that we did earlier with other artists. It's just yeah, it's yeah. a solid. It's a solid mm. album. I really like Rich. You know, I like. I like. You know, I like the content. Yeah. I like the the lyrical and the verbal content so big ups to wretch free too good peoples um you're definitely in the light big up i just feel like we should big up kalechi you know every day ma'am she knows me. i we feel love like kalechi laces my timeline <laughs> big facts oh one of our podcasts i listened to i was on the floor 
heaving with laughter because she was cussing out certain man who had the bare-faced cheek to come for her brand new baby. That was low blow. So she she bodied him. Ever since then, he's no longer on Twitter. I don't know what. Really? Who was the guy? Who was he? I I don't know. I don't know. So was he just some nobody chasing some status, or has he got? I think he was well known, but um, but well known to who? Do you know who was he? I don't know. I guess their age group, innit? Like I don't know. But what? How did he? Did he have a platform? Was he? Is he a YouTuber? I think he did a couple of YouTubes. I, I don't know. I, I don't know of this dude. I just know oh, that right, right, right. going okay. from other people talking about him, I'm just guessing mm. he's somebody that's known amongst a particular group of people. Right. But um, he ain't known to me. So, he's, mm. but he's I know that he's no longer on Twitter anymore. Mm, mm, so, mm. I think um, people did get on to him about the comment that he made about Kalechi's baby. Mm. So, because of that, you know. He talked himself off of Twitter and he's gone, isn't it? And so that's all, that's where, that was his kingdom, Twitter. Pretty much, yeah, I think so. Like he's I said, Milan word. <laughs> but I, I just, he's no longer there anymore, so. Yeah, so he can go into Shady yeah, Corner. Cause we, well, we ain't even got a name for you. Yeah. But it's not that we haven't got a name for you, like we can't remember the receipt skills. Name. We haven't got a name for you because you're just that irrelevant. We, What is that? Anyhow, so that's in Shady Corner, but <laughs> Kalechi definitely, she has got, yeah, you're right. Even listening to some of the pod- podcasts, she's got some, Kale- listen, Kalechi, you need to start your t-shirt line because some of them quotes, <laughs> I'd have them emblazoned on my, on my hoodie, on my t-shirt. She goes into one and Jesus will strike down on you and just know that you won't be mad. <laughs> listen, so definitely she's in the light. Oh, I miss. Oh, she won't maybe telling her this story. She um was doing a talk um for the Metropolitan Police very recently, and she was talking about on her IG stories. So I was like, oh my god! I said I messaged her. I said, Kalechi, before you go, I'm just gonna send you a little small prayer because you're going into the lion's den with Babylon, and I know this is gonna be like. A trying, a trying one for you. It's probably going to test you. And she was like, oh, thank you for the... <laughs> she spoke about the... Um, yeah, she the... spoke about it. I think she... Um, I think she enjoyed it, actually. She, I think she said that she enjoyed it. But it's, it's interesting that you're literally going into a space where you know potentially there could be a huge um, issue with you as a black woman literally telling the police that, you know, this is racist. Mm. When historically they have been an organization that has been resistant to actually listening to to you know people who are non-white telling them what exactly racism is. Mm. Hence why they've always been in so much problems. So I wish I was a fly on the wall actually to see how she dealt with that and how they responded to that. So I don't know if she's well, got she any talks, She breaks it down on the, yeah. um, the podcast. It actually sounded really interesting mm. in getting them to think about their 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 thought their own thought, thought processes, process, yeah. which sounds a bit meta. But yeah, thinking about their own thought processes and also their um, how that affects their actions, reactions. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. So collectively, yeah. definitely. In the yes, I was like, I was say, I said, a, said a small prayer for you, girl, but I'm sure she did amazingly well. You know, she anybody else that anyway. we're putting into the light? Who else? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put Damon in the light. 
because I mean, he's walking around London right now wondering why, you know, sunscreen. That ain't a light one. Let's <laughs> do a proper one. What about your mate that you went to that thing in Croydon? What thing in Croydon? The boxing. The, boxing. Was it J2K or something? Oh, shit. Yeah, it wasn't in Croydon. It was in Shoreditch. Yeah, sorry. Um... That's something that I could think about because we've just been discussing it. But yeah, no, shouts out to um, J2K, Mr. Mr. Mogul, as I like to call him. He had um, like a pop-up shop exhibition in Shoreditch, Box, Box Park Shoreditch, which he wrapped up maybe like two days ago. Mm. So he has like what I would call like a lifestyle, bra- lifestyle brand called Home. Mm. And he had three kind of individual rooms in which he more or less kind of like decorated in different different themes. So he had like a pink room, like this blue room that was very much Boise and everything. And then he had like a bathroom setting, which was like a black and white kind of room colour. And then he had decorated it with like, um, <laughs> it was like socks pinned in in on like a, what do you call it? Like a drying um, stand mm. that you dry your your clothes on. So his socks got home on it and everything. So basically, yeah, so he just had it there for a, maybe about a week and people mm. just came down to just chill, just take pictures and mm. just like, just see what the brand's about. So it was a really good idea in terms of him pushing his brand out there yeah. and kind of getting people to understand like the concepts and everything. Yeah. Um, Cause remember I, I was even saying to you, but what is it? Like, yeah. What is it? I went down there and he was like, giving me joke. Cause he was saying that it's really funny that, you know, people literally just been coming here just to, just to chill in the space, mm. <laughs> like a little chill out zone, which actually when you went down there, it did feel like a little, mm. oh, I feel quite cozy. I can sit here in a little pink room with a chair and everything. And mm. So yeah, so well done to him. So yeah, you definitely go into the light. I don't know why I didn't think about that in the, in the first instance, I think about bloody SBF. But yeah, that was that was really good fun. So. Yeah, that sounded dope. So big up J, yeah. J2K. Yeah, I hope you do another one. Do it in the summer though. Right. <laughs> and we'll he said he might time. do actually. So you might see another one. Mm. Yeah. And last but not least, this weather can go in Shady Corner. Oh my God, God damn. Go all the way to hell. Right. So that's all from us this week. That's all, folks. Bye. Bye.